irony of ironies, Phil. Uh, the finished product won't be on video, but we're on video now. And um, as you know, I, sp I spent some time this morning uh, correcting people's bed videoing. Yeah, it started making me a little self-conscious. I started looking back at some of my videos, making sure that I didn't have too much headspace or <laughs> cut my head off. Or... Yeah, it, it's just a, it, it gets to me, and, and I think the whole social media thing. By the way, thanks for tuning in, Gentle Versus. This is Cat Plus One this time with Phil Karoot. Karoot? Karoot. Karoot. RT, Karoot. RT at the end. It feels like I'm a, uh, I'm a southerner saying carrot is what it sounds like. Well, Karoot. I've heard all kinds because I've heard carrot, I've heard Karuth. People want to put an H, and then people also think the T is silent, so I've heard Karoo. Kar like Rod Karoo, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. If you could change it, I would. But I have this thing where I see certain T's, and I automatically type an H at the end without thinking. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, how's my head? Everybody's got their everybody's got their thing. My headspace is good. Yeah. Again, looking at the video on an audio podcast. <laughs> you know, I, and, and I was rallying against headroom, having too much room over your head. And, and uh, okay, some, some basis for all this. <clears throat> Woke up with a hair up my ass this morning. And that particular hair. And who's to say there was just one? The most prickliest hair that was up my ass this morning. There we go. Um, had to do with people on Facebook, particularly live on Facebook. Just it's just a shit show of cinematographical failure, of failed cinematography. Of uh, seems right. That's you're right. right. It's just they're all over the place. It's it, again, it's like presented as actual content when it's really not, in my humble opinion. And. So I tried to help my fellow content creators out, and I put up a little guidelines for making sure you have uh, the proper amount of headspace, which the is proper amount of headroom. You're looking out for other people. I can I can respect and appreciate that. Well, so. in all things, I am a critic, which is why I don't get invited out very much by anyone. But here we are. Uh, we're on video now, but this it probably, unless you want to steal this and make this on your, your YouTube channel. Yeah, could... I'd love to. I don't even know what to do. I would end up taking a screenshot, and we'd be all done, and I, thought, I would think I'd have an awesome product, and then I realized I have a picture of us at some point in this video. Here's where I could say something like, I could send you the raw file, because I once heard somebody say, I'll send you the raw, the raw file. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't either. Okay, so yeah. you wouldn't know what to do with it anyways. But, you know, this is going to be an audio-only podcast. We just have been recording on a video platform. So so let, let's get to it, and let's get to it, but let's stay right where we started. One of the biggest pet peeves I have with all this, uh, this sharing of videos and sharing of pictures, here's what I'm smoking, here's what I'm drinking, here's what I'm eating, you're about my age. Do you remember the time when looking at other people's photographs or pictures was a form of punishment? Yeah, absolutely. We had I can even tell you the exact the exact example. I had a buddy in high school that um which his his mom was really awesome, so I don't want to take anything away from that, but she was obsessed with showing us pictures not every so often, every time we went. So she would have cheerleading pictures track pictures, different sporting event pictures, as though we didn't, and we went to school with them, so it's 
she treated as though we never we never saw them do this stuff. She's like, oh, do you want to see so and so doing this one part of a cheer? And of course, it's a picture. So seeing somebody doing a cheer in a picture means absolutely nothing. You can't you can't raise the roof with any of that. So it's worthless. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't understand that. I mean, I, I share pictures on social media basically just because of cigar stuff or things like that. Here's the thing I don't get hmm. is let's just look at the cigar stuff. Okay. Now it's one thing if you're like retweeting a buddy or something like that, but the site's dedicated to sharing pictures of other people's pictures. I didn't really. Oh yeah. On Instagram, they're all over the place, especially the cigar world. It's just complete profiles dedicated to sharing other people's pictures. Oh, I guess I did know about that. And you could follow hashtags of just other pictures of people. Like you could follow the hashtag cigars and then you get a bunch of cigar. I'm not very much on Instagram. I did post this morning, though, because yeah, I was yeah. trying to help out those people, too. Public service announcement. <clears throat> right, just a little PSA. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't get... So, here's the thing. Uh, a couple of things, actually. One, I could picture... Let me see. I could picture if your Facebook experience is updating people... If your people are back in Ohio and you're living in Alaska and you want to share pictures of the family sure. or give people the option to stay abreast of your pictures, your life, that's cool. Of course, that's probably what Facebook is for. But when you spin that out and make it like actual content for an quote unquote audience, that's when I start having a problem because, believe it or not, and I know you probably believe it because you've seen a bunch, most cigars, if not, I'm going to say predominantly, cigars look a lot like each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, outside of the band. Outside of the band, and really the band is nice, but do I care what you're smoking? I, I just assume nobody cares what I'm smoking. Or like. Eating. Oh, or eating, or where I'm working out, or, you know, what I'm drinking, or... I just totally missed that entire boat, and I do get people asking me why I don't post more pictures. Yeah. I don't I, get it. I really, I really was going to go on this run one time where all I did on Twitter or Facebook was just post updates when I used the restroom. I've done similar stuff. Yeah, no, I once no, no, narrated... I, I once narrated a 12-hour period of my day <laughs> via Twitter. I, I live-tweeted my day. I lost a lot of followers. Yeah. Getting up to go to the bathroom, making a sandwich, gotta let the dog out again, hashtag FML. Yeah. Uh... The hashtags crack me up, especially the ones that are just, you know, like FML or RIL. Those, are the, those ones always crack me up. I just I don't get the whole phenomenon, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. The whole reason I'm on Twitter and Facebook again, even though I keep trying to back off, really, I have a couple of sponsors that prefer I'm on social media. Whatever, and me being on social media is very much just me posting links to my stuff. Right. Like I I can't imagine people care. Like right now I'm looking out my window. There's a sequoia tree right there. It's been there for a while. I've never thought of taking a picture of it, let alone posting a picture of it. Well, have you ever thought of standing in front of the window 
with the tree just behind you and taking yourself smiling with the tree and holding up the cigar. Yeah, putting some witty caption like "Gonna be that kind of day." Right, Mondays, my right. <laughs> I, I just don't get it, and and it, it, I think it's I think it's I'm old. I think it's that I can't uh, I can't do what the kids do. Yeah, we're starting to get to the get off my lawn age for sure. Oh, dude, I've I've honestly been get off my lawn since I want to say the late nineties. I can understand that. Yeah, that makes be- sense. before having a lawn of my own, actually. It started with get off my dad's lawn, I believe. Yeah, I I, I really think it started back then in Indiana, Walkerton, Indiana. But oh, uh, oh, you know Walkerton? I know Walkerton. Yeah. Oh, okay. So do you know Coons Lake? Yep. Yep. Because actually, not to give any identity away here too much, but um, my uh, wife's grandparents live there. Wow. Yeah. My mom lived out there until recently when she passed away. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I spent six years in Coons Lake, Indiana. This is going off the rails. I spent six years. What's the headspace like in Walkerton, I wonder? Oh, it's it's nice. It's 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 a nice open space and it's interesting. I, I, I remember I went I guess I could tell the story. Um I, I moved from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Coney Island, to be exact, the boardwalk, to Coons Lake, Indiana with my family when my dad decided to uproot. Long story. And uh, I found out that there was a quote-unquote beach on Coons Lake. Okay, yep. Right, right, right. Not a beach. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not a beach. It's uh, typically just a concrete ledge that collects with a little seaweed with or whatever. A little sand on it. There is, a, I'll give them that at one point it was a little sand up on the shore. But um, interesting spot. Yeah, it, it's, bringing me, it's bringing me back in time. My eyes are glazing over. I could feel them. But probably to listeners too, so we should move on. But, um, <laughs> did you ever take no, any pictures of Coons Lake? You know, I might not have. It, it, oh, okay, so here's this. From the point I was 19 to the point I was maybe 30, I probably have like a handful of pictures of myself. Yeah, I would say it's the same. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I try to avoid pictures and not for any particular reason. I just don't really, I don't think of it. Yeah. I don't I think of it, but, a, but my kid, person for sure. my, my kid, I have so many pictures of my kid. I have to buy more space on my Google drive. Yeah. And it, yeah. it kind of makes you think like, is he going to care? Like, am I going to torture him with sitting through these these pictures at one point, or am I going to wait till he brings a girl home? Yeah, that's when you do it—a girl or, or just his unsuspecting friends that honestly just came over to skateboard with him or play cards or something. You're like, oh, hey, kids, come here, come here. I've only got two thousand pictures. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. But but the thing is also, and I think about this sometimes. I have all these pictures of snack tray of my kid. I have just a handful of me when I when I was that age. It's probably like one or two when I was like a little kid, and um, those one or two that I have of me, I still have. And by have, I mean they're in a shoebox and they're tangible. I could hold them. I could feel them. All these pictures I have of my kid now. 
they're way less tangible, meaning they're not. They live in my Google Drive, like I said. I never printed them out. I have no plans on printing them out. Google could close up one day. I lose all those pictures, and he has less pictures than I do for all the pictures I took of him. Yep. Yeah. It's weird. The thing is, we take so many pictures like that, too. I mean, I, I, even though I've taken pictures like that of my kids, I couldn't, I mean, I don't remember any of the pictures I took. You know, like if, if, if somebody was like, oh, hey, do you remember that picture you took when uh, your kid was like three at Christmas? Nope. <laughs> nope. Which one? The one by the tree, the one when he was sitting on the couch, the one when I just got him turned around. I mean, which, 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 which picture are we talking about? Yeah, uh, same here, and I think I know why, for me anyway. I'm not going to tell you why for you, but it's, 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 I, most of the pictures I take of my kid are in a group setting where I'm the last parent to get their phone out of their pocket. So, like, I'll watch the kids playing here and there, and, you know, they're running around, and then I look all over to my side, and everybody's taking pictures, and I'm like, oh, fuck, i got to do the dad thing. Yeah, you're taking the guilt picture. I'm taking the, I'm, I'm taking the peer pressure pictures yeah. is what I'm doing. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. They're playing tag. One of the kids is opening a gift. It must be a birthday. Oh, that's right. I took them to a birthday. Like, yeah. they're meaningless in a, in a large way. And that's of my child, so you can imagine how meaningless somebody on Facebook. And, and okay, so I give you grief for being a YouTuber, right? Yeah. Okay, I dabbled in YouTube. I, you do. You take it like a champ. You take it on the chin. You take it in stride. And, and quite frankly, I get the feeling you know it's coming. But um, but you do YouTube, and and you do it well. You know, you you sit there. It, it's the composition is nice. I'm not a very visual person, but I know what looks decent. Much to your credit, unless I'm wrong, I haven't seen you very much do live video. No. Like on Facebook. That is the ultimate in shit shows. The live video. Well, I heard you talking uh, to somebody else about this or something, and not to go off too much of a tangent, but just the, with the whole live thing, um, and I'm going to steal something from one of your other shows because when I was listening to it, I, I related to it exactly. But you had mentioned on a live show thing you were kind of watching in the numbers or the numbers just aren't there, which isn't the only reason I would, I would not do it. But then, then additionally, I don't know how many Instagram things when I'm scrolling through, I hit somebody in there. Instead of it being a story, they're live. And I oh, don't God. get out of there, man. I don't want any part of that at all. I've done that. Yeah. I think I've joined somebody's live thing once or twice. And one time I got roped in to be in um, the person they were talking to out of nowhere, which wasn't terrible, but it's just awkward because you have, you know, you're like sitting there, they're talking about something like, oh, hey, who else wants to join? And for, and I'm going to be honest, for some reason I was like, oh, hey, I'll talk to you. As soon as I did it, I immediately regretted saying I would. <laughs> who said that? Why? Yeah. why? <laughs> <laughs> who, who took my phone? Because the, 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 the minute he saw it too, he's like, oh, hey, Phil, yeah, come on in. And then the, to me, the conversation felt super awkward. Because it's I'm just like, like it man, it this, was this was like your live show, and now I'm coming in like as a guest off the street. Like, so what are we talking about? How's it going? And then you're right. sitting here talking about all kind of weird things. One guy I remember, and this was the reason I don't like live either, is because kind of how you and I are talking, you know, it's all just kind of back and forth. But 
when you're live, there's always a person that's going to get through that. Like everybody else has had this nice conversation. Like, you know, let's just, you know, let's just say we're talking about cigars or something. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Well, then there's that one guy that comes in that's like, yeah, well, I've just had a terrible day today, and uh, oh my, my car broke down, and, like, you know, I went to light this cigar, and it didn't really light well, and um, I'm glad everybody else has been doing good, but, man, I, like, the drive to work was really bad today, and uh, I lost my shoe earlier. And then I came home to watch a movie with my kids, and I found out our dog was sick. And uh, but anyway, I don't want to take up too much time. How are you guys doing? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, oh, we're done. That's how we're doing. <laughs> you killed it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's true because like you, if you, if you put it off as a show, whether you have one or fifty or hundred people watching you live. It's a show. The onus is on you. You're, you should be delivering some content. You shouldn't be throwing it out to people yeah. to help you with your content, essentially. Right. And, and what do you want to talk about? I don't know, dude. You hit live. Yeah. Like, you, you tap the button. Like, what, what are you sucking with? Do your own work, man. Well, I don't you know? see, especially on Instagram, I don't know about Facebook, but on Instagram, I feel bad for guys. And there's some guys that are, I mean, I don't have a problem with them doing it, but I feel bad for them because... I'll see, because some of the live videos will go to, like, their post or whatever later. And I remember I went to one guy's one time, and um, I was just scrolling through his, his pictures and stuff, and I saw one of his live feeds that had gone to his post. And literally, it's, I'll try to explain it as much as I can, but literally he's just, like, sitting there, like, looking at the screen and then, like, looking back down at his phone and kind of, like, blowing his cheeks out waiting for somebody to join. So he, he oh, God. For 10 minutes just sitting there because nobody came onto his live. Oh, no, it's like throwing a party and nobody comes. Oh. Man, I bought all these plates and napkins. I was going to have a cake. And, uh, God. How am I going to eat all well, this cake by myself? Now? Well, I'll have leftovers, I guess. <laughs> it's brutal. And, and what I, I remember, I think I was talking to Kevin. Was it Kevin I was talking to about that? Like, it, occasionally, a couple of times now, it's happened where uh, Facebook has this thing where it shoots you right into it. Like I haven't completely mastered Facebook, but I'm just scrolling through, and then I'm like I'm watching a live, and they could see me. Like they like I I come onto their screen, like there's somebody watching you, and and, and they give me the shout out, like Cap is here. Uh, what the hell would you do that for? Like like it's just terrible, and and then like I'll get sucked in that way, so I'll click on it fully, you know, tap on it fully. And there's that little red counter. I think it's in the left-hand corner. And um, it'll say one. And I know it's me. Yeah, you're it. You're one. Yeah, I'm it. I'm the one. That one is representative of myself. So now we're doing a show together. Like, yeah. what, what, do you, what, do you, what, what are we doing here? See, I feel you like know? those lives, when you get thrown in like that, even though the person wants people to participate, I feel like those lives are like, there's a wedding going on in a church and all you were doing was looking for like a grocery store and you walk right into the back door of this wedding and everybody's like, Oh no, 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 come on in. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be at a wedding. Right. I'm, I'm here for eggs. Yeah. Right. right. I'm, and they were here to throw back to our last time we were together. They were here. Now they're not. I'm calm, but I don't want to put on a show. I just need to find eggs. No. And it goes back to, if you're going to go live, go live, I guess. But, have some idea of what you're going to discuss. Like, uh, what it looks like is that they're not prepared. 
and they're just hoping somebody's going to come along and entertainingly bail them out. So if, if I could give a PSA again, just know what you're going to talk about so it doesn't matter if nobody shows up. You still have a video of you being a jackass smoking a cigar on your porch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can even edit it later, especially if nobody else saw or it. Or take it down. How about taking it down? You ever wonder why people – I mean, you, you, you actually – it's been forever since I've been live, but don't you actually have to option into just not deleting it right away? Like you have to make it go into your feed. See, I have no idea because I don't do live at all. I've, I, I, I've never done live like on my own as far as for my channel or anything, and I really don't plan on doing it because, you know, I don't have a – I wouldn't say I have a huge ego, but it's big enough that if I turned on live and there was like zero people, within like a minute I'd be like, oh, I'm done. I'm, YouTube is done for me. Social media is done for me. <laughs> YouTube's great because I can just watch the count ticker go up, of course, very slowly, but go up. Right. I don't know, you know, oh, it doesn't matter if this person came on like right when I posted it because I don't look. I just check in on it every so often. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while since I've done that. I, 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 it's very hard, if you want to talk shop a little bit, it's really hard. Uh, like I said, haven't done it very much, haven't done it recently at all, but it seems incredibly hard to get any kind of traction on the YouTube. It's just you're hidden. It's like you're, you're shouting in an empty building, and it, that's not my cup of tea, you know? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know, because I've, I've, I've seen people that have gained a lot of traction quick, and then I've seen people that, and, you know, I'm going to take myself out of it, because I don't want to say whether or not I should be getting traction or not, but I've seen people that I've watched some of their stuff that I would think they would be getting a lot more traction than they do, and they're going nowhere. So it's, it's hard for me to, I guess, as a person that does YouTube videos, I'm trying not to say YouTuber, um, as a person that does YouTube videos, <laughs> As a, as a grown man with a YouTube channel all my own. As a grown man YouTuber, um, <laughs> it's difficult for me to see, to understand what people really want, you know. So I kind of, and, you know, we had mentioned this, I think, in maybe another one, but I just, that's why I'm kind of trying to focus on just doing what is fun and what I hope is, entertains a couple people. It's, it's something else I noticed when I was doing my videos, my brief stint with videos, and I think I mentioned this elsewhere. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned everywhere as something, you know, I mentioned everything elsewhere at this point. I do nothing but talk and talk and talk. But um, it's very, it's, it's very personal, it feels, from the user perspective. So in other words, I'll write a review. And people don't really connect with you. You know, they'll, they'll read it. There's not a huge, there's some connection, otherwise they're not going to come back, but they don't feel like they know you. Podcasting, people feel a little bit like they know you. You're sharing more, you're talking more, it's more freeform in my case, so there's more glimpses into who I am. So th then I have people, the feedback I get is a little more familiar. The feedback I got from the video was so familiar, it was unnerving. Like, they feel like they're friends. The, the correspondences are like, I'm sorry, do I know you? Like, I, I remember my uh, my mini dachshund, Ruby Vandella, she, she sat in my lap once while I was doing a video because she can't be left alone. And people for, like, months were saying, how's your dog? Because that's why you were making the videos. Right. Come on. 
it, it, it's too personal. And I think I, I'm very antisocial. I don't just play up the fact that I am falsely. I'm, I'm quite antisocial. Uh, there's there's nothing I'd rather do than to be left alone. People don't seem to understand that. Like, you know, why don't you want to come out? Because I could stay in, you know? <laughs> because there's the other option, obviously. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm not a sociable person whatsoever. And that's like when we, you know, when we do this conversation one-on-one or if maybe there's a couple more people, it's one thing. I'm telling you, man, I am the most awkward person. I've done some of these <clears throat> Zoom hearths. Oh really God! Nice. Oh my God! Really nice group of guys. Always a nice group of guys. Well, you do one with me with Caputo's radio. Yes, yes, and I feel like I never have anything to say ever, ever. I just sit there because there's so many people that, especially if people in the Zoom group know each other really well, then you kind of feel like again it's kind of the wedding. Like you walked into the wedding reception and all these people are eating cake and laughing, and you're like, ah, man, I don't feel like I know anybody here. Right. But now right. I'm here, and they did play a song that I kind of like, so I sit around. <laughs> and this lady is asking me questions. Yeah, this lady's talking my, to me. My great aunt, I think she's my aunt or something. Yeah, she, you know. She's on album two of pictures. Mm. There's, no, there's no out for me. So, yeah. This, and, and then I become completely inappropriate. That's the yeah. exact point where I become completely, like I own every bit of social awkward tendency that I have, and that's a lot. And I just go with it, and I'll make it. I guess it's a. I guess it's like protecting myself. I make it very hard to talk to me. Like, like occasionally I'll slip into. I have a lisp. I'll just go around talking like this all the time. These people don't know me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They met some guy with a lisp. Yeah. They they met they met some <laughs> weird guy. They met some weird guy. Uh, they don't know whose friend he is, but he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> made everybody a little awkward. Right, right. He kept referencing a wrath that he had. <laughs> he seemed nice. Does anyone know where the restroom is? I'm just trying to get out of here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I'm socially awkward. I actually love being around large groups of people. I just need to, if I could just get a little breather. I, I, I just, first thing I do is I have to empty my bowels. Yes. And, and, and then I'm fine. It's it's bad, and I I, I I do a lot of work with Illusione. Shout out to Illusione, and um, I've weaselled my way out successfully of going to the IPCPR show. Oh yeah, yeah. Three years running. Uh, this one with a little help from you know the COVID. Right. But I talk to other people like the smokers that I smoke with in real life on occasion. And they're like, oh, my God, you could go there and work the booth? That's awesome. You could be in Vegas and smoking cigars and talking to people. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that, that would not be for <laughs> me. That would not be for me. Now, maybe if something came – well, I mean, I'm not in the same realm that way as you are, but maybe if something came up where they're like, hey, do you just want to hang out afterwards? Yep. Yep, Maybe the hotel all day, not, not have to go and socialize. The, the other thing was I was invited to the Drew Estate rooftop party on the Strip. <laughs> I don't want to go on. First of all, you say roof. I'm done. I don't like heights. No. no. You know, uh, I'm good. And, and I know what goes on there. It's a bunch of, like, alpha glossy lifestyle stuff with the fancy drinks and the fancy dress and the fancy this and the fancy that. 
I'm in like on on I'm on this on a scale of one to ten. I'm at an eight just thinking about it in anxiety. <laughs> I'm at a zero because I don't even give the thought about it. So it's interesting. It's like nope, nope, not my not my thing. And, and I'm not presenting myself as like being ego free. I have an ego, of course, but that's not the way it manifests itself. I don't want to be the center of attention in that situation. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's why I like writing. Why I shy away from. Uh, from images, from pictures, and definitely why I don't like the whole video thing. I've been asked a lot why I don't do videos. Well, first of all, you're looking at me now. The gentle person's at home. Hey, hey man. It's, uh, why would you want to look at this in my spare room? Why do you think I cover my face up all the time, man? Sunglasses, wigs, hats. <clears throat> I, I did, okay, so I uh, this isn't going to work for home, but... I would only wear these. <laughs> that that would be awesome. It's, would be awesome. it's 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 white rimmed uh, Wayfair sunglasses is what it is from the dollar store. So I would wear those. I don't know why they're on my desk actually, and I would just do horrible videos. And people seem to like them, but then I I quite frankly I lost that sponsor, and um, wasn't very unhappy about it, and uh, didn't have to do videos anymore. Yeah. See, I think, so, I think that's a big thing. I think. I think when it, if you're going to do something creative, obviously you want to find out you want to find out and do the thing that's going to be most beneficial to you as a creator. And to me, like when I read your writing and stuff, it's very obvious that you're a writer. You're not you're not somebody that's writing about cigars. Like we had talked about this, I think a while ago. Right. You're a writer that just happens to write about cigars. Thank and you. Like for me, with with my with my videos, that's the best outlet for me because I'm used to with my history and bands and everything else, I'm used to visually kind of performing for people. So that's the best thing for me. Like, you know, I told you before, which isn't a, a kiss up or anything else, but <clears throat> for me to write, and I've seen other cigar reviewers that do YouTube or Instagram or something that have decided to get into the writing realm, and which I think is fine if that's what they want to do, so I'm not knocking them. But for me, it it's a tough transition. Make, yeah, and for me, it doesn't make sense because I'm, you know, I my writing my writing would be very stale. So when I have, <clears throat> when in the cigar world, there's somebody out there like you and, you know, maybe a handful of other writers that I've, that I've seen, I don't fit anywhere in there. It doesn't make sense. All I'm doing is adding noise to something that's well taken care of already. Which, and I think we, we have talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the record or off, but that's why I don't do videos. What am I going to do? I'm not going to, First of all, I would have to learn how to present it because I would hazard a guess that my tasting notes wouldn't be as good in a video format as they are in a written format. So I would have to learn a different language, kind of, or a different dialect of that language. And quite frankly, I'm too old for that shit. I'm not learning anything. I stopped learning stuff in, uh, I want to say, 2012. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe you and I are on the same trajectory there then. But, but the thing that doesn't quite scan is I've been in front of audiences before, but it's completely different being in front of a live audience. I've done some professional wrestling stuff where I was mostly a mouthpiece. I've done some stand-up stuff, some open mic type stuff. That's different. But to talk to a camera yeah. with nobody there, it feels ultimately like unretrievably boring. For the user, 
and, and honestly, for me, that's why if, um, and I've mentioned it before, you know, so th this might be just a complete repeat of some other podcasts we've done together. But Probably. For, for, for me, um, that's why I changed up the style of my, like if you go back and, I, I know I've said this before, if you go back and watch my very first review and kind of go through a slight evolution, my reviews changed until I got to where I'm at now because that's what I wanted to do with it. It really started out with a, to a point where when I started doing reviews, it's like, okay, here's how other people are kind of doing them. This is apparently what cigar people want to see to a point where it's like, I'm kind of tired of trying to figure out what cigar people want to see. I'm making the video. I just want to do it my way and hopefully it entertains people. But, but do they, do they really want to, here's a question because I've been down that same road. Do they really want to see that or is that what they've been groomed to expect? So if you show them something else, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a good question. And that kind of comes into the, okay, so here's another factor of it. <clears throat> that kind of comes into the whole um, numbers thing you're talking about. Right. When you look at the numbers, it does kind of, you know, if you're just looking at the numbers, the raw numbers, um, it does kind of look like maybe that's what people want to see, right? Um, and I think the, so what I've noticed in YouTube a little bit is one of the biggest difference is production value. So how many right. graphics people use, you know, this and that. And that's why, especially since I've started doing my reviews this way now, I keep everything very consistent because it's like I'm not going to, like, beef up my production value. I'm not going to do any of that. That's not the point of my videos. The point of my videos is entertainment, hopefully get people laughing, and give content. About, yeah, content, what this cigar is about. Right. And I've seen so many people that have awesome production value, and I, I just I can't watch their videos. I can't watch it's their videos. The thing with me, what 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 triggers me, I hate to use that that word, but what triggers me is when somebody shoots for excellent production value, because once you start shooting for like a professional look, we're ultimately going to fall short because we're not really professionals, and there's nothing that looks worse than somebody trying to be perfect and failing at it. There's nothing harder to watch. So I'd much rather watch, in a way, like some shitty, like too much headroom thing in a weird way. Because it's just, it's raw. Right. But if you're going to do it that way, your content has to be incredible. Yeah. It, and, and, then, and then if you're going to do that, you might as well just cut out the video altogether, have yourself a podcast. Right. And there's finding that, I think there's finding that spot too where, what you're wanting your content to be about is matching how you do it, you know, which I think is exactly what you're saying. Like if you're wanting this unbelievable content where all this stuff is happening, you need a higher production value. That's not going to go with like, you know, some phone camera or something. But if right. you're trying to do, if you're trying to do something that's for me anyway, how I look at it, like, you know, and I'm not trying to use myself. I just know how I, how I do it. So it's the best example I can think of for me. Like I want my stuff to be goofy. I want it to be kind of lighthearted, kind of funny. So I don't want all these other bells and whistles. Like, that's not what I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to sell, like, or I'm not really trying to sell anything, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to push, like, hey, this is just, like, some goofy guy sitting in this studio, which if you saw everything else around me, it's obviously not a studio. Um, it's intri I'm intrigued by that, by the way, <laughs> by your setting. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just, I try to keep the, the production value at the same place that I want the content to be at, which I hope, I, I think is right in the middle, you know. I'm not like this huge professional out-of-nowhere guy, but I don't think I'm at the bottom either. I mean, 
from feedback I've gotten stuff, and that's all you really have to judge yourself to others. People seem to be enjoying it, so I'm good yeah. when I'm doing it. Yes, and, and I'm one of those that's enjoying what you're doing, and you do hit somewhat of a sweet spot because there's somebody, I'm not going to mention anybody, but there was somebody I was watching for a little bit of time, and he had done maybe a dozen videos, and he still he was obviously recording on his phone, but it was landscape, and he had like a little backdrop, and it looked nice. But at the end of every video, it's like he never remembered how to stop recording. Oh, yeah. So you would see him, like, try to figure out with his finger and then go into himself under his breath, like, oh, God damn it, where's the... <laughs> and it just it kind of ruined the whole thing, well, you know, like... See, that's what I don't get on YouTube, okay? And, and gosh, man, I hope people don't listen to this think, and, and think I'm being a jerk. I'm just... This is kind of the one thing I don't get about. I'm pretty sure they're going to think I'm a jerk if that alleviates you at all. Yeah, that would be helpful. Great. Yeah. (laughs) The one thing I don't get about YouTube that I see some guys do is, you know, I have, you know, I'm not going to give away all my secrets. There's not any. Um, I just use very basic software, very basic video software. So, and how I do my videos now is I do cuts for a reason. You know, I do it for comedic effect. And quite honestly, I do it because I, and this might come from my times in being in bands and stuff. I do not like wasting people's time. I hate wasting people's time. So I want them to be entertained. I want them to get the information and I want them to be able to get out. Um, And the thing that I see a lot of YouTubers don't do, they don't edit. They don't edit anything out. So they'll just keep talking. Like I've seen, I've honestly seen cigar reviewers that have cigar reviews up that are like over an hour. And it's like, I, I can't. Wow. I can't One cigar? Yes, like, I can't imagine who wants to watch that. And it's no it's no offense to them. It's just, if I go to watch a cigar review, I don't want to watch you smoke a cigar. That's not what I want to watch. I don't want to watch that. That's brutal. Yeah. And I, even, even the guys that, and like I said, it's not a knock to them. Everybody's got their style. But even the guys that are going in like, you know, 30-minute cigar reviews, I man, I can't, I can't hang with that. I just can't. No, I, I mean, I, I, w- I know from looking into it back when I was doing it, the sweet spot is 10 minutes. Yeah, right. I mean, beyond that, it's just it's torturous. Like, you should, you should, prisoners of war should be forced to watch an hour-long <laughs> cigar review, and then they would give up all their secrets. Right, yeah, every single one of them. You know, the, the, they make secrets. some up, I you know. I give up my secrets 20 minutes in before he's even lit the cigar, which a lot of oh, guys are doing that. A lot of guys are doing that now. They're like five minutes, six minutes in the video. They haven't even lit their cigar yet. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I get asked this, too. Let me address this. I get asked pretty regularly why I don't address the cold draw. I don't either. Why I don't address the cold draw now, I'm going to answer that, is because you light a cigar to smoke it. It's not part of the smoking experience. If you're going to have to trim down and you always do not enough, you err toward not enough more than too much. So if I'm going to start trimming, I'm going to start right away. And the cold draw, it could give you a little bit of an idea of what to expect, but oftentimes it's completely different than what the actual smoking is. Yep, 100%. It has nothing to do with anything. There's guys that smell the barrel. They smell the cigar. 
and then they stuck it on a cold draw. So there was this one guy who would lick the tip and then cut it, and he would tell you what it tasted like before it was cut. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, see, I <clears throat> I don't do the cold draw either, and, and that's for the exact same reason. I just, to me, the cold draw doesn't matter. To me, Not enough. You know, and, and the really the only reason I do the the uh, smell or room I get off the, what I call it, foot and uh, wrapper, everyone, is just to give some more information. Sometimes it gives me a little break where I want, plus I get to show that picture of the cigar. So that's, that's uh, honestly, not to give away my big secret there, but that's the only reason I do the room off the foot and wrapper, because then I could give the picture where I list the stats. And wow. That's the only reason I do that. Because you'll never that's see me on stuff. camera. You'll never see me on camera do that because I oh man, it drives me crazy when I see people like doing the mustache thing where they're like balancing <laughs> the cigar and then they're like shoving it in their nose like uh no 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 I'm not doing that on camera. That ain't happening. There was also this one guy that would shove it in my nose either. I don't think I was gonna say there was this one guy I, I him I honestly can't remember, but I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna name anybody necessarily, but he would cut it and then like put it up to his nose and like inhale through his nose to, to where no yeah. just I'm just not going to do that it's not it's not part of the cigar smoking experience if you were sitting next to somebody in a cigar lounge that did that you would move yeah absolutely yeah and I wouldn't so, tell them that they had snu- I wouldn't tell them they had tobacco sticking out of their nose either I would just move it's just it's it's it's, it's I think it's people that don't know how to create content trying to reach desperately and frantically for straws. It, it smells like this. It smells like that. And predominantly, they're going to smell very similar. And an, another question, and I don't know if you do it or not, actually. I'm sorry. Um, the retro hell. While I'm answering questions, apparently, what this is about, I also get asked why I don't focus on a retro hell very often. It's because, and this is somewhat of a hot take, because we're being taught now as smokers that the retro hell is very important and you have to retro hell, otherwise you're going to miss stuff. And here's how there's whole, there was, I kid you not, Cigar Authority did a two hour podcast, the majority of which was how to retro hell, how to blow it out your nose. Okay. Beyond that being terrible content. That's just a public service announcement. Just a public, just a PSA. If you're getting more than the primary tastes, sweet, sour, salty, you know, if you're getting more than that, if you're able to say this tastes like chocolate, you are in fact retrohaling. You actually don't have to blow it out your nose to get the full effect. The trick is to hold the smoke in your mouth long enough not to force it out quick. And then a little bit goes up. And you taste it fully. You don't have to. And maybe this maybe this alleviates a burden on some people because I get it. That's one of the top questions I ask. I'm trying to learn how to retro hell. And what I used to say was just take the smoke in your mouth and don't breathe. Keep your mouth closed. And eventually you'll either die or retro hell. But if I could fine tune that, I would say hold the smoke in your mouth. I don't know how this became an instructional podcast. I don't know. Hold it in your mouth, and when you start tasting more than primary tastes of your palate, you're actually smell tasting, and that's the whole thing you want to do. 
it's olfactory senses. You want to smell taste. So once you got your nose and your mouth on the job, you're going to be able to pick out blueberry or pencil lead or wet fence post. Shout out to Charlie Minato. Um, you're going to pull out all those flavors. You know, and it's funny, and, and why I shy away from being an instructional beacon in the world of cigars. Fine, finally, this is my final point on this, and then we'll tell some fart jokes, maybe a couple of dick jokes. I don't know. We'll see what the, what the afternoon holds. Yeah, see what we can get around to. I think the way to become a smoker is to smoke. You learn what works for you. So who am I? So if some guy is retrohelling very studiously every third puff but enjoying it, who am I to come along and say, don't do that? It's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, smoke, the, smoke the cigar. Don't ask me. And, and, and also, one more thing. Don't tell me what your favorite cigar is and then ask me to review it. Because if you like it, you like it. Yeah. What if I review it poorly? Somebody told me they loved the Rocky Patel, the vintage 90, the 1990 Rocky Patel. It's a good stick. But if you like it, why you so so? What are you going to get? I'm going to tell you it's an okay it's an okay cigar, right. but it's your favorite. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? Decide you don't like it as much as you used to. Right. Yeah. 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 There shouldn't. I mean, and, and you know that's why. And I know we talked about before. But that's why I started doing the reviews more how I'm doing them is because I wanted to be fun for me and I just want people to be entertained because at the end of the day. I can say something about a cigar, and I might think the cigar is great. You could go out and smoke it and think it's horrible. So what, what did the review matter? Right. And, and to, to fuck with it further, we could both be right. Yeah. Because I don't have your palate. You don't have my palate. Yep. You peon. I'm a chef. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Look at you. <laughs> so... Look at me. Look at me sitting here. Sitting here with my hat, my T-shirt, and my trying to grow in beard. Yeah, I think you know what you could see it, but um, it's uh, we're now in December, and I still have my Movember mustache. I, yeah, I noticed that, man. You're I'm really liking it. That. I'm I'm liking the mustache life. <laughs> it's and I've said this before, but the thrill I get is for my mustache. The thrill I get is when I go out and about, when I see people, I'm predominantly now behind a mask, you know, COVID rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people have no idea that I have a mustache. Yeah, they have no idea what you're rocking under there at all. They have no clue. They're talking to me like I'm a normal guy. They have no idea I have a mustache. It's like walking, it's, it's, it's like going to the gym and lifting weights, but you're wearing women's panties. You know, nobody knows. It's thrilling. <laughs> Is that just me? No, yeah, no, I, I, was going, oh, okay. I, I was thinking I was going somewhere else. So, no, you're <laughs> fine, yeah. Women's panties at the gym, totally normal. <laughs> right, just me. You know, I'm not saying, I, I'm not even saying it's me. I don't do that, of course. Right. But, um, no, it, it's thrilling to, to be a mustachioed man in this day and age. And I like to think that when I talk to somebody from behind my mask with my mustache underneath, they're sensing there's something intriguing about this guy. There's an air of mystery about this man. 
this man, me, is not like the other men I've spoke to today. I wonder why. Yeah. He looked like everyone else, maybe a bit more Semitic, but he looked like everybody else, but I got this feeling. It's like a feeling in their belly, uh, maybe lower. And um, they don't know yeah, what it God is, willing. but I, God willing. Uh, but they don't know what it is, and it's 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 my dirty little secrets. I'm I'm mustachioed. Yeah, but you know, the only problem with that is, like you mentioned before, what if they don't assume it's because of a mustache? What if they assume it's because it's probably a guy that wears women's panties to the gym? Again, what if they get that vibe? You know, and and such a similar vibe, I would imagine that I don't know ultimately if it really matters. Well, I think it would only be a similar vibe if you had one of those, like, really thin mustaches, you know, like they were just, like, almost pencil thin. Oh, the pen, like, like the John Waters mustache. Yeah, that guy's yeah. definitely wearing panties at the gym and probably well, that's, else. that's a tell. That's, yeah. that's whatever. I mean, that guy, you could probably look at him and realize, oh, wait, oh, he's wearing a dress. <laughs> you know, that's a, all the cards are on the table if you got the pencil thin mustache. <laughs> Come on. See, I'm just, I'm just screwing my beard out of out of boredom because I'm really bored shaving. Yeah, the only I, thing is, yeah, I can't I can't grow one of those like mountain man beards because of my job, so I have to keep it all nice and trimmed. But I'm only going I'm only going to like a certain degree on that because I'll see people all the time that have this like super. It's way too maintained uh, beard. I can't do that. Oh, so here here's a pet peeve of mine because I can grow a beard. Like I could grow a beard. Like looking at me, I probably if you paid attention, if you pay attention, I probably have more hair on my face now than when we first started recording. But the problem is a beard is supposed to be like a manly thing, right? right. It's like a it's like a sign of virility of getter doneness of like work and manliness, all the stuff the not fairer sex. And then the the thing they do is they get like essential oils to rub in their manliness. Can't I can't do essential oils, man. I can't do it. You're, you're being it's it's like you you're chasing masculinity so hard that it's like the snake ate its tail and you're a lovely lady with a beard. Yeah. And you're trimming it. There's nothing that looks worse than a super trimmed beard. You know, like the like when they etch out the oh, edges. Super, oh, super tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See, I have to, I have to, I have to trim. But I, I'm not going to do that etching stuff and have go to some barber that sets part of my beard on fire and and and, and paints it at the end so it all lines up even. And no, I don't. I, I'll, I'll stop it from growing as far as my eyes. Because it wants yeah. to grow up pretty much, you know, to my yeah. eyebrow. Like, my eyebrow wants to be my beard. Yeah, it, I don't want to be a wolf man. I, 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 I'm willing to, to shave for that. Oh, speaking yeah. of, this, this, just, this just reminded me of a story. So, I used to, and this might not be entertaining at all. I think I, I, it's burned into well, my memory. Well, it'll fit right in. Yeah. It, it's burned into my memory. So, I used to work at a jail. And... <clears throat> We would hand out these razors, I forget what days they were, a couple times a week, for guys to shave. So basically, long story short, the cell block I was working on at the time, there were two tiers. So you go and give people that want razors on the bottom tier, then you go to the top tier. By the time you're done at the top tier, you go back down and start collecting from the bottom tier. Okay? So I've collected from the bottom tier, up at the top tier, I'm going around, 
And I unlocked this guy's cell door. He's have to be locked, but I got the razor for security reasons, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I opened the door. This guy, and I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail, okay? I don't want to because it's just it's, it's too bad of a memory. <laughs> this guy is sitting on his bed and completely naked, leg hiked up, and he is giving himself a trim down below. Oh. I just closed the door and walked on and came back later. But the whole night, and even to this day, I don't know what he was trimming for. I don't know if he had a date later that night, if he was going to take I, somebody up to his cell. I think we know exactly cell. what he was trimming for. I think if we would to just use our imaginations a little bit, I think we could make heads or tails as to what was going on in that particular circumstance. Yes. But uh, I try not to use my imagination at all when I think about that because I didn't get to use it when I opened that cell door. There was no imagination to be had. But I, I do want to say that here at Kaplowitz Media, we recognize that love is love. Right. And we don't judge. Yep. But we also don't delve at the same point. Would, whew, yeah, it, it, you know, I uh, this is going to get kind of body. But um, I don't believe Razor should go down there. You're, uh, you're, you're, put, you're taking a lot of risk. You're taking a lot of risk. The return on investment, in my experience, doesn't mandate putting a very sharp thing down there. No. It, it's just no. not worth it. Somebody, somebody posted uh, on Instagram in their story or something, and they had, I forget what it was, but anyway, they referred to Lorena Bobbitt, which younger people might not get that at all. But I just I just put a reply in there. Still too soon. Yes, forever too soon. Forever, ever. Yeah, it'll never, it, be, it will never be the right time for that joke. Uh, it, it, it's. I would guess that the same guys that get the painted on, trimmed, very sharp beards, also do the same with their pubic hair. I would think that judging by a guy's facial hair. You could probably get tipped a little bit as to what's going on in his uh, his nethers. Do you think they have their barber do that? Yes, and this is one of the reasons I'm not a barber. Yeah, and I can't imagine. I mean, the tip would have to be which, no pun intended. The tip would have to be incredible for that barber. Right. You know, for a little bit of time, I thought to myself, I thought, hey, maybe I want to be a barber. Because I'm an old school kind of guy, yeah, you know, um, and then I realized you got to touch people, and I'm not even talking about down there. You yeah. you got to touch a lot of people's heads and well, get really up that, close and personal. The, the the time and age that you would have decided to be a barber would have been before all this other stuff anyway, probably. And can you imagine being a barber and then out of nowhere, some guy's like, "Well, hey, trim my beard up." She's so like, "Okay, so you trim this guy's beard up." And then a couple years later, that same guy's like, hey, after you trim my beard up and draw the line and, you know, singe off some of the hair on my head and all that, is there any way you could, you know, go down and take care of that too? If you yeah, help, help, help a brother out, you know. Yeah, I just, if, if you can, I would like to, I, I would kind of like a, a scenic. Um, <laughs> so if you could do layers and like stripes, kind of like back in the 80s where they would stripe their hair. If you could give me that, I'm really going for a theme. You, you know, it, yeah, it, it reminds me back in the, back in the late '80s, early '90s, I did uh, experiment with cutting a little notch out of my eyebrow. You rem oh, you remember that look? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah vanilla yeah. ice, vanilla ice yeah. did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re I remember I did that, and then my dad saw me. 
Long story short, I didn't do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he talked you out of it, huh? Right, 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 right. He did. He did a good job. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, there's a whole world of personal hygiene out there and what you could do, and please don't tell me. This, this isn't an open invite for sharing. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I don't want this you know, to no. be miscommunicated as that. This is not that. Love is love, but keep it to yourself, and um, definitely keep to yourself how you, uh, you know, how, how you trim yourself. But I, I, that, you know, so how's this wrapping things around? The, the pursuit of perfection when it comes to YouTube and video, ultimately doomed for failure unless you have a professional crew. Yeah, and, and he, yeah. I mean, it's so, perfection, so, 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 perfection is always doomed to failure, though, really. So, so, well, by perfection, I mean like a professional-looking finished product. Yes, sir. You know, we're not pros. So take that and put it into your personal grooming. Don't look to be perfect. Don't look to be, like, professional all the time. It's – look at the world now. We don't have to do anything, Phil. Like, no. thank you for wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah. My, my I, pleasure. My pleasure. Anything I, assume, I assume you're wearing pants. I, I mean, I wouldn't know if you are or aren't, but I, I could assume – Right, I could safely assume that you're wearing pants because you took the time to put on a shirt. Unless it's a long shirt. Unless it's a long shirt, which would be kind of a gown. Yes. Which is interesting. Are you wearing a dress? I don't feel like I need to answer that at all, to be honest. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm just trying Thank to. You. I'm just. I'm just trying to keep it open here. Um, <laughs> Which which reminds me, <laughs> there's another story that uh, my one friend shared, and I'm thankful as heck that I wasn't there. That uh, <laughs> well, one day he woke, he was hanging at my other friend's house, and my other friend's parents apparently drove, dressed however they wanted in their house, which is fine to some degree. And he woke up, and the dad was at the, I believe, the kitchen counter getting coffee ready, and his dad apparently wore a t-shirt to bed, but that was it. So. When he went out into the kitchen, his dad's sitting there making this pot of coffee, or my friend's dad's sitting there making this pot of coffee, this back turn, and it's just white t-shirt, butt cheeks. Oof. So Did he know point. there was a guest in the house? Yeah. The guy spent the night. Yeah, you see, that's that's weird. <laughs> that's something. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. See, that's because, that's, that's yeah. when you just collect your belongings. You're like, I'm just going to go home now. I'm all good. I probably won't be back ever. So <laughs> if I forgot something, just destroy it or mail it to me. Mail it to me. Mail it to me. And it's, uh, yeah, because uh, snack tray, my kid has sleepovers, or he did back in, you know, in 2019. And um, I would be totally aware that there was another person in the house. Right. You know, right. I'm not walking around in my underwear. I don't, I'm not a naked guy. I don't like, I don't like naked. It's yeah. overrated and it's chilly. I'm always kind of chilly. So, and that's not well, the awkward, the for awkward obvious part reasons. Too is when you're, if you're a naked person, which I'm not either, but the main reason I don't just walk around naked, well, for one, I have, I have kids in my house, but also the, the time you walk across the reflection, that's just, weird. that's just weird. Like a, you know, a mirror or a window that you thought the curtain was closed. Um, just not a good time. I, I, I don't want to see that reflection, especially like at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. I, you know, strangely, I'm 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 uh, I'm coming out of a very heavy. I go in and out 
<clears throat> I usually just wear like very plain clothing, like grayscale, blue jeans, grayscale, yeah. like, you know, gray, black, white t-shirts, hoodies. Occasionally, I get bit by what I call the Adidas bug. And the Adidas bug, it comes on to me when I'm least expecting, and it starts with I'll pull out my black Adidas pants that have the white stripe oh, down the yeah, side. Yeah, you've talked and, about these a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it's constantly rattling in my brain. And then I'll put on my Adidas hoodie that's black, but it has the white stripes down the sleeves. And that's cool. And, 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 then, uh, and then I'll reach further into the, the bowels of my closet, and I'll pull out uh, colors like like bright like 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 dark blue becomes further in my closet uh, electric blue. Oh, nice! And then electric blue further back in my closet becomes red. You know, and and before you know it, I'm wearing like shiny electric blue and red clothing, and I'll be out in the wild, you know. And like I'll pass a, a mirror or, or or just reflective glass, and I'll see myself, and I'll be horrified. Like I can, I can just, understand that. I I look like a Beastie Boy. How did those clothes appear in your closet? This is the Adidas bug. Every once in a while, when I'm out shopping, Adidas is like I become a moth in the Adidas section is the flame and I'll be like oh my god that's the most beautiful electric blue shirt I have ever seen in my life I must own it so 45 to 60 dollars later I have this electric blue jacket shirt shirt jacket yeah, and it's shiny it. and it's it's great and I'm loving life for a little bit I feel good about myself yeah. you know it's yeah. it's like Hey, I like. I'll pull my special lady friend aside, and I'll go. Hey, don't I look good in electric blue? And she'll how look at this, me and how go. Does, how does this? How does this look with my mustache? How does this look, look with my mustache? Well, I'll tell you how it looks. It looks like I'm like. Uh, is it? Is it West or East German? The bad guys, the coaches. I look like those guys in the Olympics. Bad, okay, the, yeah, the bad ones. We'll just the bad ones. I, I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, I, I look like I look like the the Olympic coach from East or West Germany. That's completely inappropriate with the gymnasts. Okay, that's what I look like. Uh, or, or I look like a Beastie Boy, but now, you know, like I look like them now. But I wasn't. It might surprise people. I wasn't a Beastie Boy then. So it wasn't like I evolved from being a Beastie Boy, and this is my jam. Yeah, like, right in. I'm this middle-aged guy that's dressed like a beastie boy. That's maybe still living off royalties of Sabotage or what you want. Oh, like Jesus that. Christ. And it's it's not good, and I'm coming out of it. We, I discussed it in depth on the Disillusione Deprogram podcast with Dion. And um, he's his line of thinking was, that was my childhood. I'm dressing like out of nostalgia. Yeah. That's sad as all get out. But you said you feel good, so that, I mean, maybe you are. You but, but there's nothing worse than feeling good and then realizing down the road that it was the saddest thing ever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. And, and in that way... It was really positive, and then it actually was terrible. In, in retro, and, and then I traveled back in time. Because in the moment, I pull my, my special lady friend over and I say, 
don't I look good in this electric blue Adidas jacket? Look at me. And she goes, yeah. But in a moment, I hear her, yeah, as, wow, you do look good. You know? And then, you like, you, you think if you had a picture of that on your phone, though, she would be like, right at that moment when you, <laughs> that, you, you would catch her and she's shying away from you, like she's <laughs> away. She's not quite looking at me. Yeah, you go back looking on your phone. You go back looking on your phone when you bought this Adidas thing, and you're looking through pictures like, oh, we must have been in a fight. <laughs> what was going on when I had this sweet Adidas outfit on? And then, and then you replay it in your mind three weeks later, and her. Yeah. Is really just a yeah. It wasn't like a wow. Yeah, you do. You're yeah. killing it. And then you it, blame it on her. So you never really loved this. Actu- actually, I, I may have done that in the past. I, I, I may have had a come to Jesus talk with her, the the poor kid about uh the, the poor lady about um hey if I don't look good you could tell me. Yeah. You know, but I think in the moment, even if she went, oh my God, you look like you're you, you look terrible. You, I, I don't want to be derogatory, but you look like a retard in, in, in that Adidas jacket. Please don't wear that. I won't be seen with you. I mean, you could wear it, but please don't be seen in public with me. Like, just, I think you, even, that level, even that level, even that level of of put down, I would read in my Adidas high, in the in the throes of my Adidas disease, I would read that as positive feedback. See, that's a problem. It, it is. It's uh, we all have our crosses to bear, and mine has three stripes, you know. And I'm okay with that. I'm and now, I'm now tied to Western East Germany. <laughs> I'm now, I'm now, um, I, I'm going on two weeks sober um, from Adidas. Although I'll, I'll show this to you, uh, I am still wearing the Adidas slides, <laughs> but it's black and white. You're right. You're right. Right, yeah, it's acceptable. Right. So when do right. you get your when do you get your coin? Uh, next meeting. Actually, I'm uh, I'm actually I'm getting the coffee made. It's my turn to make the coffee, and then they're gonna, you know, bring me up. I, I don't know. I've, I've never actually been to the, uh, to AA meeting. I have But I, but I imagine, coins. I imagine. Yeah, I know there's coins, and I imagine there'll be a point in time at the meeting when I'm drinking coffee and smoking a cigarette and going. Um, yeah, it's been two weeks, and uh, my name is Cap, and uh, I, I'm addicted to Adidas. Last, last, last memory I have is um, drop my stomach out. Last memory I have is I was talking to my lady friend about my Adidas outfit, and um, I came to the realization that two weeks ago, when I thought it looked awesome, uh, well, what she was actually saying was it looked like crap. Um, I was, I was, I was so high on Adidas this one time, I blacked out at a Fred Meyer. And when I came to, uh, when when I came to, I was pulling the, I was in my kitchen at home, pulling the tag off of an orange jumper. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember. I remember, I remember an orange jumper. I remember a tag. Um, I remember five bags that I bought that I don't remember buying. Um, I, I, I remember I had to. I, I was shaking. I had to. I had to do some e-banking to see what exactly happened. You know, I had to pull up my account, and, and sure enough, there it was, $65, Fred Meyer. You know, there there it was. It was staring me in the face, and at that point, I realized I, I was at rock bottom, and I needed help. I, I was able to go back to the store and review surveillance footage, and um, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but what I saw in that footage was me 
actually taking it off the shelf. And when I took it off the shelf, um, the most disturbing thing is I jumped up like a schoolgirl and started laughing and giggling and telling everyone that I had just found the thing I've been looking for forever. And I took it to the register, and you can clearly, it doesn't have audio, but you can clearly see the cashier mouth the words, are you sure you want to buy this as a grown man? Is this nodding, for you? I remember, I remember is, nodding my head. I remember nodding enthusiastically. My head yes. yes. <laughs> ripping, ripping it out of her hand, throwing it, throwing it in the bag myself, throwing her in more money than I needed to. Right, right, right. Walking out of the store. Yeah. So this, this, this is this is actually the true story. Um, it's no longer in the bowels of my closet, but I did have an, uh, an a bright orange uh, and 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 gray uh, Adidas jacket, but it was mostly bright orange. Mostly bright orange. Right. And the way it, uh, funny, funny because this was in response to a cute story. Um, my my wife at the time, uh, it was Christmas. Yes, it was Christmas, and um, I do Christmas. I'm I'm that Jew. And, um, sorry, Rabbi, and, uh, my wife at the time, now my ex-wife, that's why I say my wife at the time, uh, brought my, bought myself and my stepson, her son, her biological son, um, brought us both hoodies and his was white and mine was black. Okay. And I said, oh, that's nice. You know I like black, and you know he likes white. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking it's easier to see white at night. So if you want to unpack that fully, she was trying to get me hit by a car. Yeah. And I remember looking back every night when it started getting dark out, she'd be like, hey, do you want to take a walk? Put on your new jacket, yeah, your new grab, hoodie. Grab your new jacket if you want to walk down the uh, street a couple blocks by yourself um, to the grocery <laughs> store. No, don't take the dog. <laughs> yeah, not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> Make sure you take – if you don't take that new jacket I bought you, my feelings are really going to be hurt. Right. So, so, so in retaliation to that minimization of myself as a person, I thought orange. There you go. No way is a car going to hit me. Oh. Not by accident. Yeah. Not not with orange. This is me as a person. I am free now. This was after you know the separation. I'm a new man. I'm free. I'm maybe I'm the kind of guy now that wears orange. That wears safety orange. Maybe. Maybe that's the evolution of your Adidas addiction. I it's, think it's rough, man. It's rough, and 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 I think you know you you mentioned the surveillance footage, the hypothetical surveillance footage of, you know, me being asked if I was sure, you know. And I think, looking back, I wasn't sure, even in the moment, even at, even in the high, if you will, because I chose self-checkout. Oh. Is that not the biggest tip in the world? That you were unsure? That I was unsure, that I kind of knew without knowing that there was some shame attached to me being a 40-year-old man well, buying an orange Adidas shirt. But yeah, I rocked maybe, that maybe, for a while. You know, and I don't want to try to tell you because you were blacked out, but maybe your thought was that I'm going to go to the self-checkout so nobody else knows they even have these orange ones. 
I'm not going to stand in line and run the risk of other people seeing there's orange ones because what if I want to come back and buy more? So high was my high that I didn't even want to wait in line. I needed that fix. Right now. Swipe. Uh, I'll, don't swipe my card. I will swipe my own fucking card. Don't it's sell in my cart. This is this. I might need all of them in every size. Don't I'm going to be home in two and a half minutes, and I'm going to be wearing this bad boy. Yep. If I'm not, if I'm not putting it on while I'm walking out the door. Do, do you ever purchase a new article of clothing and are so excited about it that you put it on in the car? Uh, not since I was a kid. And all I remember doing that with the shoes. Me, me neither. <laughs> that was not convincing. Me, that was not convincing. Me, me neither. Me, same here. Yeah, there's there's definitely surveillance footage of a parking lot with <laughs> driving and arms going out windows and trying to get a shirt on. My Adidas flip flops are out the side window, and I'm pulling on the the the, the cherry red pants. <laughs> Ooh, God, it's dodging, rough. Dodging your car with their car, it's going all which way. It's it's rough. In your car, yelling, I gotta try on this new Adidas. I was, I, we we were shopping not too long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, which puts me still in the depths of my illness. Right. A couple of weeks ago, and there was this guy, and um, I was gonna describe him as a Latino man, but that has no bearing on it. I was just, you know, putting you there, and he was being. And he had a, his wife or his significant other and their child it was a small child and the child was sitting in a cart. The wife was pushing the cart and he was walking kind of alongside them, kind of behind them and just berating them. He was a total piece of shit, you know, just a total piece of shit. And my, my special lady friend says like, are you getting, you seeing what's happening here? And I'm like, yeah, this guy is a, bag of dicks but did you see his jacket he had an awesome adidas jacket he has a right to talk like that to <laughs> you if you got that jacket man the world is yours you know it probably happened one of them probably, <laughs> probably said something bad about his jacket like oh like oh you know what he was probably in the same place you were. His wife probably said, "Like you're wearing that," and that was all it took. You're wear I'm my own man. Oh, we're you know how you know how long it took me to find this jacket? I had to I had to look all over eBay to find this jacket. And and his it his was kid, sweet. Yeah, his kid had nothing to do with it. it. All all his kid got was a. And what are you looking at? So so it had the three stripes down the sleeve, of course, but at the cuff it had three stripes going around the cuff. Oh, and it had three stripes on the shoulder, on the seam, on the shoulder. And I was like, man, that guy is a full bag of dicks. I would not want to be his wife. I would not want to be his poor child. I should probably step in and say something. But motherfucker looks sharp. <laughs> yeah, you can't. One addict can't start sitting here knocking down another addict. I'll probably see him at the next meeting. Yeah, probably so. You know? And you know what? I bet if you look hard enough. He probably has that same jacket sitting in his back seat. He's not recovering from anything. <laughs> he's he's a full blown addict. He hasn't hit his bottom yet. <laughs> You'll see him driving out of the parking lot trying to put that on as he's driving. Wow, you, you know he, he's 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 wearing it in like August. Yeah, 
He you know, like the, he just gives you the head nod, like as he passes. Like you and him, you and he both know that he's not recovering, and he's just like, "You're going to stay quiet about this." <laughs> it's like when two Subaru drivers see each other, <laughs> oh, no. and they do the little, oh, no, no, the little on, with the hand on the steering wheel with the two fingers up, like, "Hey, you're you're driving a Subaru too." <laughs> hey, you bought the same brand, sweet. <laughs> Aren't they great? Oh, I'm paying way too much for this. Have you tried getting parts yet? It's impossible. Uh, the, the old, the old acknowledgement of the same brand. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And Adidas is my brand. I mean, it's the only brand in anything, food, any other clothing, electronics. I have no brand loyalty. I see Adidas, and I don't know. I don't know, man. It just it hits me right in the feels, right in the labanza. For my Italian listeners, for the paisanos out there. Reina Labanza, and uh, and I and I feel good. I feel like, okay, so you know we got to wrap this up soon. But I feel it's it's such a such top of the world feeling. I feel like, hey, if somebody was filming like a punk rock, you know, like a post punk video, they would want me in it. That's how I look, you know. If if somebody wanted like a gangster. You know, in the background, they would pull over the guy with the Adidas jacket, and I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, the world is so open to possibilities when it's just me wearing an Adidas jacket. Maybe people, you know? maybe movie producers or whatever, falling all over themselves. Hey, somebody, after you get my coffee, somebody, get that guy with the mustache and the orange Adidas jacket. <laughs> Will somebody grab him? Just, just herd him over here. Here, here's some money. Give him... Give him this and tell him there's more. Yeah, yeah. Tell him money is no object. Just get him over here. I must have him in that shot. Make sure, make sure the the headroom is perfect. Yeah. When he's in the shot, so center him perfectly. When you're talking to him, ask him if he has a pair of electric blue pants to go with that. You know he does. Because <laughs> that guy is an Adidas addict. Yeah, this guy looks like he's getting ready to go back into rehab or something. Jesus Christ! It's, I don't know what it is. I, 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 I've went too far down there. Now people are going to think they know me. They're going to ask me about my Adidas. Yeah, every every time. How, how are the Adidas coming along? And it's going to trigger me every time because I'm going to be like, "Oh, how is the Adidas going?" That's a good question. What have I been What have I been wearing lately? That's a, have I been wearing enough Adidas? My 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 shoes have stripes on them. My pants have stripes on them. My shirt has stripes. Yeah. I would have liked to hear you talk to that guy, though, the guy that was talking to his wife and kid. I'd like to just hear how that would have went. I have a feeling it would have went something like, uh, excuse me, sir, I don't know why you're talking to them that way, but I will tell you this right now. I'm of the mind to say something to you, and I would, if you weren't wearing that sweet jacket. Where'd you get that? Yeah, where'd you, by the way, where'd, where'd you get that? And then you become rude to his wife and kid. Right, right, because then they're like, oh, we have to, we have to shop. And like, oh, hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. Excuse me, ma'am, is this your conversation? <laughs> ma'am, was I talking to you? Was it here? Did you get it here, or do I need to hit up Foot Locker? Like, you uh, walk out of that store and it looked like you were still taking the tag off, is it? Oh, by the way, speaking of Foot Locker... Foot Locker is when you know you've went too far for Adidas. Because as a white middle-aged man, if I'm in Foot Locker, something in my mind went wrong. 
Yeah, I could follow you there. I could follow you. Know, you know, no offense to Foot Locker or the people, the sneakerheads that do that, but as a white, uh, well, I've been called off-white. As an off-white middle-aged man, same here. I, I should, I should, I should not be in Foot Locker. This is bad. If you see me, I'll tell you this much, gentle persons. If you're shopping in Foot Locker, that's fine. There's no judgment on my part toward you. But but pull pull me aside kindly and uh, notify me that I shouldn't be there, and I would be eternally grateful. Although in a moment I'll probably punch you. Right. Yeah. Because if you're yeah when you're high, what are you gonna do? Approach with caution. Yes. Um, it's like cutting a drunk off at the bar. You know, it's two a.m. It's gonna end in tears. You gotta go. You know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, you know, I think worst, that's a song. You know the worst thing with it. If you're sitting there in a footlocker and somebody comes up to you and they're trying to rip the red or pink Adidas coat that you thought was awesome this time or whatever color your your eyes are Oof. focused on, you start crying. You're getting let out of the store in tears, and you got these little teardrops falling off your mustache now. Oh, so God, that's a bad look. There's nothing worse than mustache teardrops. No, nobody ugly cries like a man with a mustache. <laughs> no. If no. if you see a man with a mustache crying, do not console him. Run. Something horrible is happening. Yeah. Something horrible is happening. If he's moving, move with him because he's leaving a bad spot. But be ahead of him. And if you're going to do the uh, wipe away his tears with your thumb... Not from the eye, from the mustache first. Just wipe the tears off the mustache first. Little thing yep. with your thumb in the corner of his mouth, and then run. Yeah. And yes. If you're inside, pick up something heavy, throw it through a window, jump out the window. You're running. You're 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 down the road. This has been good. It has been good. I feel, I feel like we've covered a lot, a lot of very very important stuff. Is what I feel like we've covered. Yeah, and and I feel like we should recap it now, but I don't recall much of what was said. I'll be honest. All I can remember right now is Adidas stuff. That's about it. I have, uh, I have this one jacket that's blue and red with a white stripe. I, I, I wear it on the 4th of July. <laughs> you're, you're a patriot. Made me think of that. Made me think of that. Um, but yeah, it's good times. Thank you for being part of this. I feel like I, I feel like maybe while we didn't uh, while we didn't uh, broaden anyone else's horizon, I understand myself on a deeper level now. I, and I feel like I understand you better, and that I can check in on you and make comments and stuff like that too. So maybe yeah, the next true. thing I'll say to you is, hey, how, how as a friend, how's it going? How is the Adidas thing going? And if you lash out on me, I'll know too soon at the time. And and then just shift gears. The so so how is the Adidas thing going, Cap? Uh, it's fucking red, man. What the fuck, you know, dude? It's red. I like it. And then you go, oh cool. Uh, what you smoking? <laughs> smoking anything good? There, Cap. As, yeah, as you. As yeah, you have, like, a safe won't. distance, you establish, like, a safe distance between the two of us. Well, and, then uh, you've got to cut the conversation off, too. Like, if, if I have to go that route, then I have to ask you about your cigar after you just ripped my head off about the Adidas, and it's like, oh, that sounds great. Well, hey, man, I tell you what, i got to get going. Um, <laughs> if you need something uh, in about two weeks, 
I think <laughs> uh, let me know. <laughs> oh man, you know me better than I know myself. You complete me, Phil. <laughs> yeah, you can you complete me too, as long as you're not on a Adidas thingy. But you know what you get. You know what you get. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm transparent uh, unless I'm wearing Technicolor. Yeah, then I'm not transparent. Me, if you ever contact me to do a podcast and you mention anything like, hey, got the orange Adidas on, my immediate response, not looking at the calendar, just, nope, not to, nope, won't be able to make it, dude. Sorry. Right, right. Or, or, or hey, let's not video this one. Um, <laughs> just, just send me that audio link, will you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, send me the audio link. I will put it on speakerphone and just listen. I'll just you listen you, and, and you don't you don't want to see your friend on their worst day. You don't want to see them in the throes of their illness. You you, yeah. you want to remember them as you know wearing Loom hoodies, not Adidas shiny coats, jacket that, thing. That's how I prefer. That's how I prefer to remember you. Yeah. Right, your version of Cap is wearing a gray Loom hoodie. That's a well balanced, happy Cappy. You know. Happy Cappy. Happy right. Cappy. <laughs> wow. I think we should stop. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Might, we might need to. All right. Thanks All again, right. man. And yeah. thanks, everybody at home, for listening. I, uh, <laughs> well, sorry for listening? What, what do we do here, Phil? Yeah, we should apologize. I think we should apologize, especially if they're at this point. We should apologize. I'm very sorry. But check out Phil on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. And, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and check me out as an adult I write. And um, and I do these things, but uh, yeah, you, you know what? I'm gonna put you on a spot. You should have me on a video, Phil. I would love to. I would do that. Let's do some crossover. Yeah, let's do that. Some, so if I'm, I'm a Jew, though. I prefer Passover. Whenever there's an opportunity to say crossover, I say Passover, and I giggle. <laughs> just, just, just a little inside <laughs> joke there. Just, little, just a little. Hey, I tell you what. Here's how we'll do the video. We'll do a live one. Do a live one. We'll do a live one. Yeah. We, we, we should do a live video. Oh, I have a feeling. Fuck, I have a feeling. Yeah. The little number in the corner will be two. In fact, <laughs> and, and, and no, it'll be three because downstairs my special lady friend will be watching, and I'll be able to hear her laughing from from upstairs. That'll be Let's good. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it that way. All right. Uh, get a hold of me. All right. But uh, you know. Not anytime soon. All right. End of show. Kaplowitz Radio is a podcasting network consisting of its titular Kaplowitz Radio podcast, the Coffee Conversations miniseries, the Disillusione Deprogram podcast, and Cap Plus One. It is brought to you by Kaplowitz Media www.kaplowitz.xyz Amazing. <laughs> I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. <laughs>